Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, verse 8. Listen now for the word of God. Yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. This is the word of God for the people of God. How is it that I could be a better pastor for you all? How about learn how to throw an axe? This is what, uh, so I'm part of a learning cohort with three other Austin area pastors, and we are challenging ourselves, our goal together is to put ourselves in uncomfortable places, to do things we are not naturally good at, and in fact, invite failure, so that we can listen and learn and grow and all around be better pastors. And so, throw some axes, right? (laughs) Duh. So that's what we decide we're going to do. We're going to, one of our learning experiences is going to be to learn how to throw an axe at, the, at a block of wood. And we call the axe throwing place, and we find out four pastors is not enough. We're going to at least need six people. And so this genius says, you know what? We should invite our district superintendent and the bishop. Because <laughs> that would be amazing, and probably they're going to say no, but then they'll think we're really edgy and we're learning new things, right? And so we invite them, and guess what? They're in, right? And so we meet up at East in East Austin. There's a warehouse over there, and I'm nervous because, believe it or not, I have never had a reason to throw an axe at anything over my head, and especially with my district superintendent and bishop and friends watching this happen. So I go sign up, and and we're signing waivers. That's always a great sign, right? Signing waivers. Um, And they're saying, guess what? You all are so fortunate because today is our staff party day. So everyone here is an axe-throwing expert. What better place to throw an axe for the first time than surrounded by a sea of people who do it for at least a partial living, right? So they guide us. One of the experts peels away from the party, guides us to two lanes in pretty much the middle of everything. So now I'm thinking, this is part of their party to bring in this group of pastors, right? When should we schedule the pastors? Let's do it on staff party day, right? That'll be amazing. And so they put us in the very middle, and the instructor, Melody, starts making some jokes and telling us safety. There's a bar you have to stand behind, and then there's lines, and there's ways to do it. And then she pulls out a bucket of axes and says, who's first? Okay. Now, if you say who's first for prayer in a church, what does everybody do? Like if I said to you, who would like to pray right now? What would you want to do? (laughs) Well, if you say to pastors who want to pray, we'll be like, pick me. But if you say to pastors, who wants to be the first to throw an axe at a chunk of wood? We were all like, wow, look at my shoes. It's so cool. And then I feel from behind me a bunch of hands pushing me forward. Like, jerks. Like, oh, but not you, Bishop. Like, you're okay. I'll, you know, I'll go... I'll go first, sure. So I'm, but then I'm thinking, because I'm a positive kind of a thinker, right? This is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. 
I am going to throw an axe at a block of wood. I'm going to get a bullseye at some point. They're going to take my picture. They're going to put it on Facebook. You guys will think I'm cool, right? Like, it's, it, this is going to increase my street cred, and the bishop will look at my axe throwing and be like, what an amazing leader. I'm so glad I have her at Bee Creek, right? So all of this is what's going through my head, and I step up, and Melody's like, you know, Laura, you've got this. Like, she, she goes through it. And I step back, and I throw the axe. It hits the ceiling. (laughs) The metal cage on the side, it bounces onto the rubber mat, and then it comes onto the concrete floor and almost back to my feet, which is why they require closed-toed shoes for people like me, right? And everybody who is an axe expert, I mean, they have to have heard people miss before, but maybe not this badly? They look at me. The bishop is laughing. The DS is laughing. My friends are laughing. They've got that on video. I'm not showing you that. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Let's just do it again. A little lower this time, right? Throw it again. It's just as loud and just as bad. It doesn't even touch the wood. Like, so I'm like, okay, do it again. But now I'm really anxious because I'm, I didn't expect to be that bad at it. And so I threw it again, and it doesn't hit the target again. And, and I, my anxiety is really <laughs> rising. I did several more throws, and I did hit it with the back of the axe at one point, like this part. Um, but it never, never did the axe in any piece of the wood. I didn't care. It didn't need to hit the target, y'all, if it had stuck in the wood, right? But it just, it's clanging, and instead of laughter, it's really quiet because they feel really bad for me, right? And finally, Melody says, that's enough, Laura. (laughs) Take a break, right? And uh, some kind soul had brought some wine. I'm like, I didn't think I was going to have, I'm going to have some of that wine, right? I retreat behind. And then I think, I can't have this wine because I need every bit of my faculties to just try to hit the wood. But then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to watch these other pastors. They're pastors, right? Just like me, they're going to be so terrible and I'll be in good company. The the bishop, right? It's going to be fine. They were a lot better than me. They picked it up faster. Uh, they got bullseyes. They, got, they did get their pictures taken, you know, like cool pictures. Look at Wilson, right? I mean, he's loving it. And so we go through all this, and I realize I'm the worst. Like, by far the worst. I haven't even gotten an accent, and, and some of them now are throwing one-handed. Show offs. So anyway, um... The Melody comes back over and she goes, okay, do we want to start the tournament now or do we need to practice a little more? And she didn't mean to, but she looked at me when she said that. And so then I, I mean, I know that I'm the, the, the terrible one here. And so then there's this inner debate and part of me is like, get this over with. You know, we only have this for like an hour and a half. If you can just get through this, you never have to throw another axe in your life. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Just get it over with. Do the tournament. Be at the bottom. It doesn't matter. And then there's this other part of me that's like, wait, didn't you come here 
to try things that you're not good at and to pick up new skills in an area where you're not naturally gifted and aren't you cutting this short if you don't try, Laura? You know, just try. Like, fine. I said, y'all, I think we all know I could use a little more practice. Would, would you practice with me again? And they're pastors, right? <laughs> so they say yes. And this time Melody says, let's go in pairs. And she pairs me with Jay Cooper, who's a pastor in Austin, who I love. I love Jay, but I hated him at that moment because he's one of the one-handed throwers. And so he's like, chuck, right? And Melly's like, come on, Laura, you've got one-on-one with me. We're going to get it. And I throw my axe, and my body has not picked up any skills waiting, right? It just clangs again. I'm like, I'm trying to be really cheerful about it, but... It was really hard to fail so publicly in front of people, at least two people, I wanted to impress. Uh, It wasn't the learning experience I had planned, right? I had planned a joyful learning experience. This was a tough one. And so when I come back, she says, okay, have you seen The Little Mermaid? (laughs) Yes. And she goes, look, I think you've got the throw right. It's the ending. She says, when you end... I want you to be like the little mermaid on the rock. (laughs) And I was like, that's my bishop, you know? She's like, finish like the little mermaid on the rock. All right, well, I thought that was a little silly, but so are my axe throws, right? So I step back up, I throw the axe, and I finish. (laughs) like a little mermaid on the rock, and y'all, it's stuck in the wood. (laughs) They took my picture. See? They, like, put on a beard and take a picture, right, because you did this thing that was so hard for you. And I get back there, and I'm like, okay, I got it now, right? I got it, and I throw the axe, and it falls on the floor again. And Melly's like, little mermaid. (laughs) Forgot the little mermaid. Right? And it sticks. And the more I listen to her, and sometimes she'll tell me, you need more jazz hands. What the heck does jazz hands have to do? I do the jazz hands, right? If I need to put my shoulders back more or my chin up more, whatever she is telling me, I'm doing it. If I need to back up, if I need to move forward, I'm listening to her, and it starts sticking. And would you all believe this? Out of six people, I was third in the tournament. Not bad. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So uh, where did I find God in all of this? Well, I felt like this was a perfect place as we head back to school. I found God in the need to be a learner again as an adult, right? To when I started listening to Melody, and there was a sign up there that said, listen to your coach, they know what they're doing. Uh, But when I put my own pride aside and I listened to her, And I tried to put it into practice, even if I didn't understand, then I got better. And that's something as adults that we're not used to. Because we've gotten very good at whatever area we're in. Kids are are learning new things all the time, right? It's part of the fabric of being a young person is you have to go to school and you have to be graded and you have to be critiqued and and figure it out. But as an adult, we go towards our strengths. And God is always calling us to new and uncomfortable places. Always. Uh, Just think about if somebody says, who wants to pray? 
Are any of y'all going to be like, oh, yes, me, out loud, please, for another? That's uncomfortable. And so we're going to want to say, let, so, let the experts do it, right? Um, sharing your faith, like Doug talked about a couple weeks ago. Most of us are going to say, that feels so hard. Could somebody, could Pastor Laura go do that? She knows what she, right? And God says, no, it's you. It's you. Throughout our history, our salvation history, God picks out the people that nobody else would choose and invites them to do these incredible things that change the world. And so throwing axes just reminded me that I need to be open to those experiences in the faith and in life where I'm not immediately good, where it's really hard and maybe it's embarrassing, but God is saying, you can do this, you just have to listen to me. I mean, think about the disciples, y'all. They were grown, uh, the disciples, all the followers, grown men and women. They were good at what they did, be that a tax collector or a fisherman or maybe a zealot. They were good at that. They knew how to do that. They knew the rules. They, they went towards their strengths. And then Jesus comes along and says, follow me. Leave all of that that you know you're good at and come into this new space and have an impact beyond what you can imagine. And we've talked about it. They weren't amazingly great at it right off the bat. It was years and years, and they're messing up, and there's failures, but they keep getting back up. And they let God be the hands that are shaping them. They let themselves be clay instead of stiff and rigid. I think about, if, if we could think about an illustration of this, think about Peter and Judas. Now, when I say Peter and Judas, we know how their stories ended, and so we think of them as really different. But could you, just for a second, forget that you know their ending? Just forget that you know their ending. And let me tell you some of the really kind of frightening similarities between them. Jesus identified evil in both of them. Peter, he called Satan at one point, and Judas a devil. Jesus rebuked both of them. Peter, when he told Jesus, you're never going to die. And Judas, when he scolded the woman who poured oil on his feet. Jesus rebuked them both. Both of them betrayed him. Judas for money. Peter because he was scared for his life. And yet Peter turns into the rock and Judas, the destroyer. And when we think about the difference between these two, they went through the same training program. They had similar negative experiences, but Peter grew, and Judas refused. Peter listened. Judas would not. Peter changed. Judas wouldn't. And so to me, as, I, as the kids head back to school, I'm like, that is one of the qualities, that moldability, that flexibility, the laying down our pride and listening to God and stretching into new areas. That has to be one of the marks of a disciple, that if we're going to keep growing, it's not that Jesus needs perfection. Yay! Because we're imperfect, right? We're going to fail. We're going to screw up. We're going to be embarrassed about it. He doesn't need perfection from us. He needs a heart that will be taught.
that will listen, that will keep trying and not give up, right? So I did find God throwing axes, and I thought, I need to continually step out into these places and teach my heart how to not be perfect, right, or not be great right off the bat. And as the kids go back to school, um, I'd remind you that Jesus does not call the equipped. He equips the called. You are called. You are called to change this world. You are called to change this society. You are called to have an impact on your friends and your families that will last for generations. You are called to that. The only thing God needs from you is a heart, like the kids' hearts that are going back to school, that is open to learning, that is listening for that coach's guidance and willing If God says Little Mermaid to you, Little Mermaid, because it's going to be a bullseye. It will. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would not only bless all of the young learners, but you would bless all of us, those who have finished our schooling but still need to learn from you, to listen for your voice to not be afraid of uncomfortable spaces, but to know that you are there with us. You are guiding us. You are transforming us. And because of your power at work within us, uh, the world can change, Lord. Help us to remember that and be open to your teaching. It's in your amazing name we pray. Amen.